Welcome to What The Fit, a podcast about what it means to be fit, whatever the fuck that means. I'm your host, Christelle Rubio, and I'm helping to share the stories of cool people doing cool shit, from fitness trainers to wellness coaches, entrepreneurs, and entertainers. We'll hear the behind-the-scenes journey, all the different ways we can take care of ourselves, and of course, we'll answer and explore the big question of, what does being fit mean to you? Welcome to What the Fit, a podcast about what it means to be fit, whatever the fuck that means. I'm your host, Chrissy. Thank you so much for joining me today. I've got such a fun episode coming up with Ask Ashley. This woman is super, super inspiring. I was having such a shitty Monday. I woke up, it was raining, it was gray. I had zero motivation. I have never experienced laying in bed, getting up on a Monday with just no, no energy to get up. I was, I was done. It was the beginning of the day and I was done. It would later come to find out that I was starting my period that night and would go on to endure very intensive period cramps the entire day. So it makes sense why my energy like that. But I did absolutely spiral into being like, what's going on with me? Why can't I get up? And if I'm honest, I was thinking a little bit about, should I reschedule this? This is such a high energy person. She's got a lot of cool shit to say. I'm really excited to hear about her story. Am I going to be able to give my 100%? And I, you know, am a warrior and a champion and the show must go on. And from the moment that she sat down to record, it was like every negative thought was out the window. I'm really excited for you all to hear what she has to say. I love her story. Talk about like a grassroots independent started at the bottom of her bed on Facebook Live and now has a reoccurring segment on Fox 19 News for over two years. You didn't go to school for this. She didn't, you know, have this as part of a master plan. She's really 100% self-made. It's really inspiring. I don't want to give too much away. I'm really excited for you to listen. Also, wanted to pop on and say we've got a really fun event coming up. And when I say we, I mean Make-A-Wish of Southern Ohio. So for those of you that may not know, I'm on the board of Make-A-Wish. And we have an annual fundraiser. This is like our really big chance to raise money for our local chapter. All the proceeds help local kids' wishes come true. So it's really important for us and really just our kind of big push for fundraising efforts. And we're putting on a workout, a workout for wishes. So workout for wishes is taking place Saturday, June 10th at OTR Stillhouse. We're going to have a DJ. We have some really great raffle. I've reached out to a lot of past What The Fit guests to give raffle items. So there's like a 10 pack to shred 415. There's a 10 pack to Pure Bar Kenwood. There's a 10 pack to Mint Yoga. 
There's a facial from Lunar Beauty Bar. There's a 10-pack classes to NYX Cycle. Gift cards for Me Active. There's some really good stuff. It'll be a 45-minute workout. It's led by Matt Casey of Trilogy Fitness. I know some of the listeners know him really well. Mostly, it's going to be body weight stuff. It's really just, you know, the vibe and the energy to come hang out. OTR Stillhouse has a ton of outdoor space, turf. Get a nice workout in, hang out for some bevies after. We're going to have some yard games, enter in the raffle, all that kind of stuff. So Saturday, June 10th, tickets are $25. I'll include the link in the Instagram bio of... What the Fit Podcast at What the Fit Podcast, and it will be in my Instagram bio. You all know she should be following me by now at Chrissy Gurley, K R I S S Y G I R L I E. And where else? I'll put it in the show notes if I didn't already say that. If you're looking for it and you can't find it, DM me, reach out. You can also, if you're not able to come on June 10th and you'd like to donate, there is an option to donate. So I think it will be a blast. Parking's available behind OTR Stillhouse. I think there's going to be some food there. It'll be a great time. Come out and help support. As always, I appreciate you so much for listening. If you are loving What the Fit, please, please, please send episodes to a friend. That's how we grow the podcast. What would be so helpful to me, this is like the ultimate support that you can give What the Fit is if you rate it on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, if you listen on Apple Podcasts, pause it right now, go to the show, hit that five-star button, please. Write a review. You don't have to put your name. Just write anything. I just need, like, volume of reviews is what's helpful. If you listen on Spotify, follow the show. Um, We're going on five years now. I've been doing this for almost five years. It's the absolute love of my life. It's my art. I am so fulfilled at a soul level, talking to cool, interesting people each week, sharing their stories with you, sharing my vulnerability with you. And this is just one way that we can make this a two-way street. You can show me that you're loving what I'm putting out. I hope you enjoyed the episode with Ask Ashley, and thanks so much. My guest today is a woman who wears many hats. She is a media personality, advice columnist, talk show host, fashion influencer, speaker, and author. She is the recipient of the 2018 Black Woman Project Award and has been named Cincinnati's Media Mogul of 2020. She is determined to provide love to her community with sound mind advice entertainment, and a passion to showcase the excellence of others. Please welcome Ask Ashley. Oh my God, that sounded so good when you said it. <laughs> well, it, it, it's you. I, I have nothing to do with this, actually. It was just the way you read it. It sounded so good. Well, there's a lot here. It is. We have a it lot is. to unpack. I'm, I'm so excited. excited. I mean, Me we too. just we just got to meet very briefly mm-hmm. at the Wise Wellness Secret Supper event, which yes. was so fun. Oh my gosh. Shout Didn't out you? to Stevie. She's Shout amazing. out to Stevie. We're recording on her birthday, actually. So Yay! happy birthday. It'll come out a little late. Happy late birthday, Stevie. Um, but yeah, it, that was such a cool event. It, I love those events where you walk away and you just, you feel the sense of community mm-hmm. and the sense of connection. Because I don't know about you, I've been to other types of events Mm -hmm. 
where I don't walk away and feel like that. Yeah, it's like I encountered a lot of people, and and that happens a lot. Like you'll meet somebody later, and they're like, "Oh, I saw you at the such and such event," and it's like I don't even remember. Yeah, and I don't yeah. mean anything by it, but it's no, like, it, I don't remember. But the every setting, person the space, yeah, that was at that event that we went to, I will remember. Yeah, because it was, it was special, just intimate. Like you said, it was special, intimate. Like I loved it, Stevie. Um, you know, she curated like a portion for each person to get to know who that person was. That's and, it, and like there's a story behind it. Yeah, and so it's easy to hold on to. Yep. Yeah. 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 She introduced all of us and mm-hmm. told the the room how she knew us and what we were doing. And then that was such a great conduit for the networking and yeah. and building after because then you have something to talk about with mm-hmm. someone. You can say, oh my gosh, I remember Ashley has a talk show. Like I yes. definitely want to go talk to her and see what yes. that is. You know, so kudos to her for setting yeah. it up because yeah. I think you do have to be intentional when it comes to creating community spaces like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. It doesn't just happen on organically on no. its own all the no. time. She, really, did a, she did a phenomenal job with that. Yeah. Had such a good time. Yeah. Really quick aside, just because I'm curious, when you are attending events like that, mm-hmm. and so I, I went alone. Did you go alone? I or, did. Okay. And I, because this is like a secret quote-unquote supper you really don't know who's gonna be there or what to expect yeah I had no idea how do you feel walking into those environments and situations oh my gosh I don't know if you saw it or not but after I walked away I said it's one thing you know when people always say like there's a seat for you at the table or you have to make your own table but I'm like when you actually get invited to sit at the table that feels amazing. Yeah. And that's what I felt like. like yeah. I felt like, oh my God, is this my seat at the table? You had a name tag. I, yeah. I did. <laughs> we all did. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a good feeling. It's it a good was. Because it wasn't, feeling. like you said, it was intentional. It wasn't huge, mm-hmm. but it was very intentional. It was curated really nicely. The, few, the food was great. Yeah. The, the, the drinks were great. But the experience itself was just amazing. Yeah. And so, um, I definitely left feeling like 2023 is about to be bigger than I ever imagined because I was at this table. Ooh, I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that. I have a similar feeling too. I really do. It feels very, things are aligning in a good way. I think there's a, a universal shift happening with everyone. Yes. For the people that have, which there's no doubt looking at all the things that you do and all the things that you've done, that there's time put into this craft and career of yours and I feel similar this is my gonna be my fifth year completing Mm -hmm. five years of the podcast like that's a significant weight right and that it feels like those people who have been really pushing through and working hard you know for these last however many years Mm -hmm. that we're coming upon this collective time where it's like, okay, the hard work is paying off. The hard work is about to pay off. Mm -hmm. We are going to reap the rewards soon. things are happening. Things are happening. Yes. That is for my benefit. Yes. You know, I'm big on my affirmations. I know we've got it. I am always like the universe is conspiring in my favor. Yeah. And I am actually starting to see it happen. Yeah. Yeah. So I I really want to talk about, of course, what you're doing now, but also I want to rewind a little bit, go back in time a little bit and see what was the journey to where you are now and into all these hats that you wear and the behind the scenes, the messy middle part of it, right? Like that's what I'm interested in getting at and and learning about you because I'm fascinated. Truly, there's 
a, a book, you know, an ebook, a advice columnist, TV shows, like there's a lot. You'll be so surprised. I did I not can't set wait. out to do any of those. <laughs> I can't wait. So are you from Cincinnati? I am, born and raised. Born and raised in Cincinnati. What part of town? Oh goodness. See, this is important. When you're in Cincinnati, you That's have to. That's why I like, asked. It's really important. <laughs> and see, I grew up in like two different parts, oh, so I have to be. Do you really have a split mindful. identity? I do. Uh-huh. I do. Half of my childhood was in College Hill. Okay. And the other half was in um, Evanston. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So do you have? Do you identify with one more so than the other, or does it? Oh feel... goodness, no! I live out in Springdale now, so yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I don't want to go to the city for yeah. anything. Yeah. <laughs> Like the verbs are treating the me well. The verbs are wonderful. Yeah, that's yeah. great. That's good to hear. So, what was childhood like for you? Well, I grew up with an amazing mother. She's very, very strong, very hardworking. Yeah. Um, her and my stepfather were together um, for quite some time. And then when they got divorced, it was just me and my mom. I actually did not know my dad or meet my dad until I was 18. And I was graduating high school. Yeah. And it was just a really like, it wasn't a crazy situation that you hear from a lot of different people who go through that. Um, My dad played um, semi-pro basketball and my mom got pregnant and she didn't realize that she was pregnant with me until she was very far Mm. along in her pregnancy. And my dad was already overseas. Got it. And so life happened. Timing was was off. And my mom was, again, very strong woman. And she just was like, well, you're mine. And it wasn't yeah. until, it wasn't until mm, probably my mid teenage years where I started to be like, okay, this is a problem for me. Like questioning and asking yes, about it. Yes. And so, and really it was actually before then because my little sister was born when I was nine mm-hmm. and she's like the light of my life. Well, mm. she was my first baby. Now yeah. I have my own babies. Yeah. But, um, that's kind of when I started like having a conversation with my mom about things like, you know. I think it's important for me to get to know who he is and right. do you have any way of getting in touch with him? And she didn't, she didn't have any answers for me. And again, the amazing woman that she is, she secretly reached out and was like searching for him for nine years before I knew. Oh, wow. And, um, she had asked me what I wanted. I'll never forget this. She asked me what I wanted for my high school graduation and, oh my gosh. And I said, Mom, you've literally given me everything that I wanted. All I would like is for my mom and my dad to be at my graduation. Oh, my God. And my dad called. My mom had written a letter to my uncle, who lived in New York at the time, and he called my dad up. And um, it was two weeks before my high school graduation, and I was coming home from a date with my boyfriend. And my mom's like, somebody's on the phone for you. And I'm like, oh. I just got in the house. I Please don't, don't talk. bother like, me. You know, yeah. and this is like teenage, teenage. Yeah. I'm like, yes. girl, like yes. I don't really care about your friends that want to talk. I know. You know? Yeah. And um, I only knew my dad's name. That's the only thing I knew about him. And I'll never forget, he got on the phone and he's like, hello. And I'm like, hi, like kind of attitude-y me. Right, right, right. And he's like, do you know who this is? And I'm like, no. <laughs> like, I have no idea who you are. And he said his name. And he said, my name is Daryl Gadsden. And I like dropped to my knees and oh. just cr- started crying. And sure enough, my high school graduation, he flew to Cincinnati and he was there. And we have been super tight ever since. That is such a beautiful story. I know, right? I mean, you go through like all of these things that, you know, because everybody deserves a mom and a dad growing up. And my stepfather did the best that he could, you know, before they split or whatever. Um, But just, first of all, not knowing my dad and then finding 
finding him and then like us being able to continue this relationship like has been so therapeutic for me. Oh my gosh. Because yeah. it wasn't I wasn't rejected. Yeah. And that could have caused a whole triple effect of other things. Oh yeah. Well so. you were you said when you started the story that it's not a situation that many people that yeah. not, you know I have people, that situation. You know, some people run into the like oh, I don't want to be a dad, I don't, yeah. you know, or yeah. your mom was the reason or whatever the case may be. That wasn't my story. My yeah. dad just didn't know. Yeah. And when he found out, he clung on me to me very tightly. And That's great. just been amazing. That's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. My dad left when I was 10 and I didn't see him again until I was 30 when my younger brother passed away. Really? So... There's a lot to unpack yeah. there. Yeah. Wish I had. Oh, we're going to have to have you on the yeah. show next. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to. Yes. Um, yeah, that, that's that been a lot of, you know, yeah. introspection and a mm-hmm. lot of just forgiveness, really, and acceptance. Oh my gosh. That's what it is for it me. It is. Yeah. It is because, you know, and really, I even had to deal with that on my own. Yeah. Because for me, my teenage years again, I was really angry with my mom. Because I'm like, you made a decision that affected me. Yeah. You know what I of mean? Of course, that's valid. You, yeah. And, and you gave like no regard to how it may f- make me feel later on in life. And now you've re- you're have you getting married to this man and you all have a daughter. And yeah. I'm just kind of over here. There's you know? a lot. I, yeah. There's so a lot of feelings there, there. Yeah. So there was a lot of like grace and forgiveness and acceptance that I had to deal with, you know, in my mom. Like when I started therapy, um, the first therapist that I had, she told me, like, Ashley, you were born in the 80s. Do you know what it was like for women that had babies outside of wedlock in the 80s? And I didn't. Right. And so I'm like, oh, I've yeah. made your life a little hard being mad about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so again, acceptance, yeah. some and forgiveness, just some being, grace. Yeah, just being able to look at your parents as humans in their own regard, in their mm-hmm. own right, and that they have all their trauma yes and shit that they need to unpack with themselves i just had this conversation with my little cousin who's she's a new mom now yeah and i said and she's like i don't know what's going on with me and my mom like we were so good and then we're bad and then we're good and i'm like you have to understand i said and now that you're a mom you will yes your mom is your mom but she's also just this woman mm-hmm. who's been through so many things. Mm-hmm. For me, yes, I am the mother of two amazing children, but I'm also just Ashley, right. who has gone through so many traumas, yeah. so many events in her life that have molded me into who it is that I am today and so many different experiences. And sometimes we don't like to give our parents grace because we put them on this pedestal not yeah. realizing they are really just human beings. It's like our parents... And celebrities. Yeah. Like, we don't really take a minute Truly, to just they understand be, that. And they should be perfect. They exactly. should be gilded. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not that's not reality at no, all. No. That, that helped me the most was that realization that they've got their own shit going on. And yes. to put it into perspective, my mom was 22 when she had me. My mom was 20. 22 years? Like, like 20 years old. You need to figure some things out, lady. You uh, don't yeah. know nothing uh, about the world. Yeah. <laughs> so I, if I'm having a hard time, I'll just think about that fact and that alone. My dad was 25. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Kids. And yeah. they're... And it's like, again, yes, I'm a mom, but I am also just a person trying to figure some things out. Yeah. And... My mom would probably agree with this. Like, with my kids, like, we're all kind of growing up together, hun. I'm sorry to tell you. Yeah. But there's a whole generation, I think, of now parents 
you know, our age mm-hmm. that are having children that have children that are doing their own work mm-hmm. and you're forced. And I think it's a good thing to bring your children along to that yeah. journey and show them I am human. I make mistakes. Mm-hmm. And what I'm teaching you is that you're human and you're going to make mistakes yes. and we're still going to love each other through all those mistakes. Absolutely. And that right there is the Absolutely. point that helps so much with the healing that you yeah. know that I can make mistakes, I can fuck up, I can get things wrong, mm-hmm. and I'm still going to have someone that loves me and supports me absolutely. and is there to protect me. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. My daughter is interested in going, um, well, you know, she wants to go to college, but she wants to take a year off first, and she graduates next year. And I'm like, oh, I don't like that. I know. <laughs> but I'm like, you know what? When you graduate, that's when your life starts. Yeah. And you have to figure it out and you have to, you know, make choices and decisions for your life. Right. Now, I'm always going to be here to hold your hand or, you know, not necessarily hold your hand, but I'm always going to be here to catch you when you fall. I am because I'm just that mom. But you still have to make decisions for you. I, I'm not going to make decisions for you anymore. Yeah. But and I'm you sure have to be ready for that. It's difficult for you. To oh, God, think, it's heartbreaking. Right. <laughs> Because you probably have, you know, you have the wisdom and knowledge of experience and I know, age and I know. and but your I own still, thoughts and ideas of what she should do. I do, but I still remember what it felt like when yes. my mom tried to do that for me. Yeah. And I rebelled. Yes. Right. Really, really hard. Right. And I don't want that for my, my children. I, I mean, unfortunately, you're going to have to what's the term? You're going to have to fuck up. Kid. Yeah. Like you're going to have to. Yeah. And it's okay. You're going to be okay. Yeah. It's going to hurt. You know, you're going to regret some things. Mm-hmm. You're going to wish you had listened. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> but you're going to be okay. And, yeah. and I, your mother, who has gone through a lot of things, am proof that you will be more than more than fine. Yeah. You'll be yeah. okay. So that graduation where you had that dream present mm-hmm. that you asked for your mom and dad both at your graduation, what happened after high school graduation for you? Um... For me, well, I became a mom. Yeah. (laughs) So I got pregnant with my daughter at 19. I had her when I was 20. And then I got pregnant with my son, apparently right up in 20, until I was 21. Yep. And they're 14 months apart. And I just, life, life really like hit really hard. You know, I probably had a summer to be a kid. Yeah. And that was it for me. Um, And then I became a mom and... Life wasn't about me anymore. Yeah. Um, and I was trying to navigate through what that looks like. And I wasn't with their dad. And that was really hard because I grew up without mine. And yeah. I didn't want that for my kids. And so I was trying I'm to force sure situations I'm sure you're going to, through that whole you know, like, play I, of, I didn't want this to happen to me. I wanted it to look different from me. I did not want to become a mom. I actually didn't want to become a mom until like now. And I mean... That just was not the plan. That was not in the cards for you. <laughs> that was not, as I'm no. looking at the tarot cards. Yeah, those were not, <laughs> not in, the in the cards for me. Um, but I'm grateful that yeah. things happened the way they, they did because I tell my kids all the time, it's like, you guys actually saved my life. I was wild mm. because I was rebellious. Mm. You know, I was yeah. still going through. And, and although my dad was in my life now, I had spent 17 years without him. Yeah. And so, yes, I'm glad you're here, but I don't got to listen to you. Yeah, of course. <laughs> you know? Right. Now, in retrospect, it's now it's like... being that age. There's you know, a lot going on. Because, because I feel like, you know, at, you turn 18, you graduate, I'm grown. You're really not. Oh, uh, no. You know? But that's, that's where your mind goes. <laughs> yes. 
And so I know you think you know it all. You think you have all the answers. <laughs> and it's like, okay. Now I can look back at the old me and be like, girl, you didn't know. That's what I hope for myself, actually, as I go through this season of life that I'm in now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm I'm coming out of some trauma I mentioned. I lost my yeah. younger brother about five years ago. I went through a divorce a couple years ago. And now I feel like I'm starting this, you know, beautiful next new chapter mm-hmm. of my life. But there's a lot there. Yeah, there's a lot still to have carry. To deal with. And I'm hoping that in the next, like, 10 years, I'm going to – I have this – optimistic faith that you know my 45 year old self will look back and say oh you think that you knew what was going on yeah. at thir-, you know yeah. and it's but it's comforting to me now not it in should a- be I'm really excited you know I used to dread becoming older I used to dread it but now it's like it just keeps getting with better wine? it's like yeah. I get greater the, yeah the more I age the better I get yeah and it's truly. exciting like I'm learning different things I'm having different experiences um things that I've wanted to do but things that I've never imagined doing before like all of the things you mentioned right like I never set out to do any of the things that I do now yeah I knew like as a kid yeah what did you want to be I think I wanted to be somebody like Beyonce of like course. I really wanted to be an entertainer I want I thought I could sing I can't <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew I could dance. That was never a problem. Yeah. But I wanted to be like an entertainer like that. And then somewhere down the line in my life, it was just like, I don't want to do that either. That's too much work. It's too much practice. That's what it was. And I was like... Too much practice. I was like... Um, growing up, I was cheerleader, volleyball captain, cheerleading captain. Like, I was always Very into... involved. Yeah. yeah. And so, when I graduated, I just didn't want to do that anymore. Yeah. And so, that dream... You were dream, already burnt out at 18. Yeah. <laughs> so, that dream kind of fluttered away. And then I had no idea. Because I was a mom. So, my Not whole Not all life, your attention and focus. My When you become a life. mom that young, which I think is the same for my mom as well, she didn't have this ever this strong attachment to career or, or even I think herself. Mm -hmm. Everything was was about my kids. Yeah. And even when I did start the Ask Ashley brand, I I felt, I I think like the first three years I felt a lot of guilt Mm -hmm. because before Ask Ashley was a thing, I was just Ashley, the PTA president, Ashley, the soccer mom, Ashley, the cheerleading coach, Ashley, the volleyball coach, Ashley, the, the, the team mom on her son's basketball team or her daughter's team. Like I was the parent that came in and agreed to read with the kids for a couple of hours. Like, yeah. you know, I you just were very involved, very as a mom. involved. Yeah. Like motherhood was my life. Yeah. And that was, it's always been a dream. Like there were three things I always wanted to do growing up. It was become somebody's wife. Isn't that crazy? Oh, Lord. Disney movies ruined us. Disney movies <laughs> they fucked ruined, us up. They ruined us. For sure. I always wanted to become somebody's wife. I always wanted to be a mom. And I just really wanted to help people. Like, I didn't know what that looked like, the capacity of what how that was going to be. But I just knew that was something that I really, really wanted to do. Yeah. Well, when motherhood came, I was so focused on that because I was like, oh, I'm living the dream. Yeah. Like, I don't have a husband and I'm probably not helping anybody, but I am killing this mom thing. Yeah. And so, um, shout out to my best friend, Adam, Adam Delane Photography. He's amazing. Mm. Um, he sat me down one year for New Year's, took me to lunch. Right when we got off from work, we had worked together um, this particular year. And he was just like, you are a phenomenal person and you have to stop being afraid of you. 
He was like, I have seen wow. you be afraid of you for years. Stop doing that. Wow, and that's a really good I friend. still didn't even know what I wanted to do. I just knew I didn't want to be working for somebody else forever. Um, and I just wanted to try something outside of the box. Uh-huh. Okay. And, and what's, so, what year is this approximately? Oh, gosh. So what year are we in? We're in 2023 now. 2023. So this was like eight years ago. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And so, um, gosh, I can't believe it's been that long. Oh, my goodness. Um, Time flies. Yes. <laughs> and so um, it, was, it was that New Year's and then February. Mm-hmm. I was getting out of a bad relationship. Uh-huh. Like I was, I was right there at the cusp of choosing me. Yeah. And growing up, I used to love reading Dear Abby stories. Mm. And so that's where Ask Ashley came from. Okay. Um, where did you read the Dear Abby? Was it, of course I have no Dear Abby. I feel mm-hmm. like everyone does. But what is the medium for that? Did you, was it a in a newspaper? No, it was, like was newspaper. It, it was a newspaper. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I used to read them in the newspaper all the time. Okay. And then, oh, this is a fun fact about me. I was obsessed with Charmed. <gasps> Yes, of course. And I literally always pictured myself as Phoebe. Yeah. Who was an advice columnist. Yes. yes. I love that. So. Did you listen to Delilah, the no. radio show? No. There's this late night. Everyone, anyone who's listening that's heard Delilah, you will know. I, I, I don't even, it was like syndicated across the entire country. It wasn't a local really? news station. She was on for a very long time. She may still be on the air. I don't know. But she would play music mm-hmm. in the evening. It was late at night. And then she would take callers. Mm. And it would be like this like kind of... They would spill their guts and like yeah. ask these really personal, mm-hmm. deep questions. And Delilah would respond. So that was my first introduction to that yeah. forum. So, and I have always loved it. And Dear Abby was always like... It was so funny because she's always... Dealing with like at the time that I was reading her, she was always dealing with like um, housewives mm. stuff going on, and um, I actually still follow her blog. And now I think it's her great granddaughter, either her great granddaughter or her great. Please niece. tell me that's like a generational legacy. It is business. That's it literally amazing. is. It is, and that's I amazing. still. I mean, they are they still, all named Abby? I don't know. But Probably that's so not. Funny, but I wish. <laughs> Men can pass names down yes, like that. Why yes. can't women? We absolutely can. <laughs> so um, I started I started just doing like Ask Ashley because my friends would always come to me for advice. Even my friends that were married. And I'm like, why are you asking me? I don't know. The unmarried woman. I'm not yeah. a married woman. Right. I'm raising kids. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, no. But I will, again, because my kids saved my life, having children makes you grow up like 10 years. It's really funny. I mean, like when you're really in tune with it. Yeah. It's like, like I am 37, but everything about me feels 57. Oh. You know? So I have to like. Great. Bring myself back into yeah. the 30s. Like, yeah. girl, you still got time. Right. You know oh, what absolutely. I mean? Because just like each kid, it felt like put 10 years on my life. That's Wisdom wise. to look forward to. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I just got. Super smart. And I didn't know what I was doing. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, my mother, of course, was around. But there was nobody there with me every day figuring out how to raise. Like, you... Motherhood is literally a transformative experience. Yeah. Because you're not only, like, 
raising yourself, right. you are really like molding a human being. Right. You are teaching them how to treat other people. You are teaching them how to be mindful and how to be self-aware and how to be forgiving and how to spread love or hate or like you right. literally have to deal with your shit. Right. So that you're not passing down yes. all of that to your kid. Yes. So it was transformative for me. Totally. You know, I didn't I didn't know what I was doing. Did you I've heard people talk about this experience, if they've experienced trauma in their lives, you know, at certain ages. Mm-hmm. And then when their own children, they see their children at that age that they were, you know, say, you know, for me, right? Mm-hmm. My dad left when I was 10. That's probably going to be when I have children. 10 years old is going to be that mark where you're looking like what's going like on. Like that you'll be able to see them and you, and you know how their brains work and you know how yeah. innocent you are. And then you think, oh my gosh, I was this, that little tiny mm-hmm. person when this terrible thing happened to me mm-hmm. and I'm sure that it brings a lot of healing and just stirs the dust it up. does and you have to be like super self-aware so that you don't allow your traumas to impact your kids yeah so I had a I had a, a really crazy incident happen to me um I was on a church uh, retreat and I think I was about nine maybe Maybe I was nine. Maybe I was about eight. See, one of those brain spotting things we talked about later. (laughs) But um, a tornado, two twin sister tornadoes tore a building up across the street from me. Oh, my God. And scarred me for life. Uh, Hell yeah. And it wasn't until, hmm, my children might have been like seven at the time that I realized I had put the fear of storms in them because of how I reacted every time it would rain really bad. Like if there were like at that time, this was before therapy. This was, you know, before I started dealing with my traumas. Of course. But um, whenever there was a really bad storm, I would be that person like up in the middle of the night watching the weather tracker. And then like when they were saying like the storm is about to hit us and Cincy, I was like grabbing my kids and like going to the basement. I was calling my mom like, you need to get to the basement. And she's like, Ashley, you got to stop this. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't want to. I don't want to lose anybody. Like, but I was just. You were terrified. I was terrified. Yeah. Um, my, my boyfriend at that time, he would be like, you gotta, Ashley, you have to get control of this. And I'm like, I'm trying, but I am petrified. I know. And you can't. And the first thing I'm going to grab is my children because yeah. I'm scared. You know what I mean? And so and I would You can't just always, turn off those automatic responses. And so it was one year, um, like I said, I think my, my children were like seven and six and seven at that time and a storm had hit and I was actually getting better. But my daughter ran and ran and hid in the closet. And you saw and I was like, the impact. Oh, my God. Look at what I did to my baby. Oh. And I was like, oh, my God. So then, I, I've thankfully, they're, like I said, she'll be 17 Saturday. Yeah. And my son will be 16 in July. So they've totally gotten that out of their system. Yeah. But knowing that I did that, like yep. that, I ended up having to find something. So growing up, my little, my favorite Disney movie, which I'm really excited about the 26th, was The Little Mermaid. yes. And so when storms would hit, there was this guy I used to work with. His name was Andrew. He was so, so sweet. And he knew that I had this huge fear. So one day he brought me his, um, those little things, we don't even use them anymore, iPods with the music on Yeah. So he brought me his and it had the whole, Disney soundtrack. soundtrack on there 
And there was a crazy storm happening at work that day. And I was like really shaken up and yeah. I just listened and it just, it just all like all the fear just kind yeah. of like mellowed out and went away. So I, I implemented that at home. And so I would just play the soundtrack really loudly when the storms hit. And then eventually my kids would just sleep through it. Yeah. And, and kids are resilient too. Yes. Yes. And if they see you modeling that mm-hmm. new pattern yeah. of behavior, then they're likely yeah. to take on it too. But I was the first time I ever looked and was like, that was the moment where I was like, I have to work on me. Yeah. Because if I don't, it's going I'm going to affect do that my children. Again. Yeah. I'm going to end up doing that again. And I don't even mean to. Right. It and was just me react, reacting and responding to what I experienced in my childhood. Right. And something as, not to say insignificant as being afraid of storms, but there's also the situation where we're passing on how we react to other people yeah. or how we view the world, mm-hmm. right? And then that's when it can get really tricky mm-hmm. where you can see, you know, maybe people they're distrusting or avoidant yeah. or whatever yeah. it is. I mean, those are learned, yeah. learned behaviors. And then, oh God, I, I, I feel, I feel for parents in our generation, like right now, but I feel for the parents in the generations to come because mm-hmm. technology is so out of control. Oh gosh, I know. That it's hard to keep that thumb on your on your I child. Know. I can't even They get exposed to so many things even outside of your home. Right. Like, and you want them to keep up with the times. You don't want them to be yeah, left behind. Yeah, but there are like when you're a parent, there are certain certain views and beliefs that you have yeah. that you impose on your child. Yeah. Whether they're good, they're bad, they're yours. Yeah. And that's your child. You know what I mean? Um, but there are certain things that your child gets exposed to when right. you're not around that if it was up to you, they would not have known about yet. Right. And so it's really tough to keep. It is. And so I've had reins. to have those conversations with my children, like at young ages where it's like, you have to think for yourself just because you see someone do something or say something you have to think, does it feel right to you? Mm. If it doesn't feel right to you, then it's probably not okay for you to do it. Mm -hmm. You know, if it doesn't, if it doesn't sound right to you, like you have to be able to trust your gut. And that's what I mean when I say like that self-awareness, like these things you have to teach your kids these days. Yeah. Like that is what you're teaching children to trust themselves, to be in their bodies Mm -hmm. and trust when something doesn't feel good in your body. And, Imagine if you were a parent that doesn't know what that feels like themselves. How could how could how you? How can you teach your child? You can. That's why I'm so big on therapy. I'm like, people deal oh, with your stuff, man. I know. Because if you're not gonna deal with your stuff, like your child is doomed, and you are, everyone's doomed. <laughs> you know? <laughs> no, it's true. And, it's and true. I mean, I hate to quote Whitney, but, but the children are our future. Yeah. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like. Deal with your stuff so our future is not horrible. Yeah. Because that's what's going to happen. Right, right. Or at least it'll just be delayed because I didn't have necessarily a mom that was so self aware. Mm-hmm. And again, Grace, I love her so much. We have a great relationship now. Mm-hmm. But again, there was just a Those lot of times. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I still found my way. Yes. You know, because at some point in our life, you decided to make a choice. Yes, exactly. And that's why I'm like, I'm glad that I'm at where the space that I'm in in my life now, because I can tell my kids this. Yeah. And I, you know, they've got a leg up. They have an advantage. They have a privilege that other, other children don't have. See, And when I grew up, it was this whole, like, what happens here stays in here. Like you don't ask questions and you don't talk about what's going on outside the house. Like, you know, 
And I'm not saying that I push my kids to talk about it, but what I'm saying is I let my kids know that there is a comfort in talking about what it is that we have going on. I'm not hiding anything from yeah. you. I'm not just mis- misplacing your feelings about anything. Like we are having tough conversations because when you get older and you are making decisions for yourself, you're going to have to be able to stand up for you because I'm not going to always be there. Right. You're going right. to have to know how to use your voice. Yep. You know? Yeah. And I tell my kids all the time, like, you can say what you need to say. Be respectful, but say what you need to say. And you, you, you should be able to know how to do that. Any person should be able to know how to convey their feelings or how, you know, they, they feel about something or their interpretation of something without it getting out of control. Right. Or let people know when they're uncomfortable or they don't, mm-hmm. it doesn't feel right in their, bo- their body to set a boundary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My daughter just went to prom and all of the kids went to the after prom. Yeah. And I was just so nervous. And I picked her up and I'm like, I just knew she was going to get in the car and say, I want to go to after prom. Where, where's after prom? At main event. And actually like. Is um, main event in, in not downtown? No, 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 no. This no. was like out in. Um, what is it? Is it like my after, after prom was at a place with like batting cages and. Well, it's almost kind of like that. Like, like a, main event has like bowling. Okay. And yes. All, yes. You know what I mean? Okay. Like all of those things. I just wanted to make, I wanted to see if there was a. Yeah. After yeah. So prom they has have, changed or not. Yeah. Um, and I just knew she was going to want to go and I really didn't want her to go because it was a lot of riffraff happening. Like, oh, okay. And they even had like a story on the news about it. Like these girls got arrested and I mean, it was crazy. Okay. And she gets in the car and I hear one of the girls say, I'll see you at after prom. And my daughter is like, oh no, honey, I've had a good enough time with you all tonight. I'll see you at school on Monday. <sighs> Amazing. <laughs> Iconic. Yes. <laughs> So and she's great. had this look fur coat on and she's wrapping it all tight. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, are you 40? Yes. Like, yes. <laughs> but she literally got in the car and was like, mom, that was. I'm ready to do my face mask good, and go to bed. Yeah. yeah. She's like, I had such a good time. I can't wait to go routine. to bed. Yeah. I can't wait to go to bed. I've had. So, oh, she's like, I'm going to, I'm not going to have a voice in the morning. I can't wait to get some sleep. And I'm just like, I know that's right, baby. You, that's you did amazing. it. You conquered it. And you came on home. And to go to bed. Yes. Love good it. girl. Yeah. Good girl. <laughs> yeah. Really oh, glad. that's so good. Okay, so how did Ask Ashley come about? Like, how you've been, you loved your Abby. Oh, what made so, you say, this is my thing? So, okay. So I was doing Dear, I was doing the Ask Ashley, like, How were you doing that? And I was literally, like, I would make a post. On Facebook? On Facebook. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't, I don't even think I was into Instagram yet. Right. So I would make a post on Facebook asking like this question okay. about what the person would ask me what they should do. Okay. And I would let like everybody like comment and say what they would want to say. So you would pose a question. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then I would post the actual email or question I received. Okay. And then I would go ahead and just write out my advice. Okay. Well, my grandfather, who is a huge, he's probably like, my boyfriend likes to think he's my number one fan. I'm pretty sure it's my grandfather. And he was like, baby, I read what you said to those people, and that was just so good. It was so insightful. I'm so proud of you. He said, but I don't understand why you're not doing videos. You got to let them see who you are. They can't see your personality through your writing. Like, they need to be able to see who you are. And I was like, I don't want to do that. Mm. But he was like, "Just, just try it. Try it for a month. And so instead of posting the question, I would still post the question. Okay. But then I would go live. Oh, live on Facebook? Yep. And then just from your phone? Just from my phone. Okay. And so I was it's like, just like your face. Yep. That was it. Okay. And I would and I'm asking all these questions now because I watched your show 
Oh yeah, it's today, totally and different. it's like a production. I mean, yeah. it's a show. It's so I love to see the different. evolution. So it I started as like you filming yourself as sitting on the edge of the bed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> literally with a couple like a notebook right here. Yeah, because I would always say um. Um, and then I would get off live and be like, oh, I said, um, 22 times. I've yeah. got to get it together. Damn it. You right. know what I mean? So, um, but that would like, th- people would just love that. They would absolutely love it. And so I kept doing it. Um, and then what I realized And is, would you say, email me for your, if you yeah. have questions, yeah. like write yeah. in? Because yeah. I was, I actually started with just advice that my friends wanted. Yeah. Okay. And I would ask like, are you okay if I like, and right. they're like, yeah. So that's why everything remained anonymous. Yeah. Because I never wanted to put my friend's business out sure. there. So, um, I started off just kind of posting their stuff and then people would be like, girl, that was real good advice you gave. Like I got a similar situation. Let me tell you about mine. And then I'd be like, are you okay if I post this? And they're like, yeah. So, um, what happened was how everything else came about was someone, I can't remember who it was. Yes, I do. It was the father. He reached out and he said, hey, can I come on one of your lives and talk about my business? Oh. And I was like, I mean, I wasn't opposed to it, but that wasn't the platform for it. Right. You're like, how is we going to make this work? How is it organic? How does it fit into what I'm doing? Yeah. Yeah. So I told him, let me think about it. And then what I did was there was a, there was a girl I went to high school with. Her name was Shelby. Shout out to Shelby. And she was always like very supportive. Like, Ashley, you did so great today. You gave really great advice. And so um, she, she, I told her about the guy that was reaching out and she was just like, you should do a show like, just for entrepreneurs. And so I was like, oh, okay. And so because her and I was talking about it all the time, like I asked her to be my co-host. Yeah. And so Monday Night Juice was created. Okay. So I had Midday Juice, which was the, the juicy, like, ooh, my boyfriend is cheating on me. I don't know what to do. Give me some advice. Yes. And then I had Monday Night Juice that solely focused around entrepreneurs and what it was they were doing in the community uh-huh. and how they got started. Uh-huh. And are we still, what's the setup with the video? And so this actually, um, <laughs> yes, video was same, still from my phone. Right. Sitting on her couch now. Yeah. Okay. With a glass of wine. Okay. And did you have just like a tripod up with the phone? No, we actually just kind of had like books yeah. stacked up. Great. That's what I'm talking like, about. <laughs> <laughs> it was just books stacked up and we Love would just it. go live. And so. Um, yeah. Going live then was is the bet. There's no was. editing at the after. No. You either caught it. Because could they go back and see it? Yeah. Or? You could go back. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't think anybody can go back and see it now. I think it's like completely archived and like out of the system. Yeah. But, but at the um, time you could the go time, live and it was like go, saved. Mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to re- remember. But you couldn't save it to your phone. It just only had to right. be like on that page. Right. Which was good because then you're not yes. using all the storage. Yes. Exactly. And so. um the years progressed and Shelby started. Shelby is a phenomenal writer. And so I think she actually writes for Cincy Chic now. Oh, cool. And so um, she kind of went in that direction, but she was still super supportive of what it was that I was doing. Yeah. And so um, one of the gentlemen uh, that owns Park Place Restaurant reached out and was like, you can do a show here. So when I started Monday Night Juice, like Shelby and I did it a couple times, but then like when I revamped the season, I would do it in front of a live audience at wow. Park Place Restaurant. And I loved that, but then I didn't because it wasn't like, it was, it was, I didn't want it to turn into like Jerry Springer. Yeah. You know okay. what I mean? Like people, people were so um, 
they were so supportive of what I was doing, but they were like emotional with their responses. So sometimes I would be trying to like end a show and it'd be like, no, I got one more thing to say. And I'm like, I'm trying to end this. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's By hard then, to control. Yeah, exactly. By then I had a tripod. Yeah. So it was like in front of me and you know, we were doing our thing and yeah. I actually like had a tripod because then I was trying to go into the Instagram phase. Okay. So I had a tripod and then I had a laptop. Uh huh. And so I was live on both, but just on different yeah. devices. Okay. And um, then uh, I ended up getting my first sponsor, which was Markel Benai Wines. And he was like, you know, you can get a free bottle of wine for each show. Yeah. Um, just pretty much product placement. Yeah. You yeah. Know, which was awesome. And then people kept reaching out. I was like, well, you can come do the show here and you can do it here. Like I've done it at Kickbacks Bar and Lounge. I have did it at Newport um, Bar and Lounge. And would you have questions before or would people come to you in the crowd no I always had questions okay and then at the end I would let people ask a question or I would let them speak on something that the person touched on okay okay um, so but people then, you had questions prepared yes. okay but then I I kind of I was just like I can't do the the live crowd thing again like it's yeah. just too much yeah but then I wanted like you said an actual production right and so it just continues to get better and better. And I loved the production piece of it, too. Um, but what I'm noticing at this point in time in my life, I love going and just, I love my city. Yeah. I really, really do. Yeah. And there are so many amazing people here in Cincinnati that are doing so so many amazing things. I felt like being on set took me away from it. mm and so with my new show, which is pretty much Monday Night Juice just revamped. Yeah. But with my new show, Behind the Scenes, Behind I literally scenes. come to you. Oh. I come to your establishment. We do some B-roll of what it is that you're doing. Or if you have an event, like I attend the event, get some B-roll there, and I sit down and I talk to you like at your place. Cool. So I'm really excited. I'm about to interview. Um, today, I actually interviewed Natasha Williams of Black Cincy Wine Fest. Amazing. Which is great. She has a phenomenal event that's coming up in August called Roses and Rosé. So yes. I'm super excited about yeah. that. And then next week, I'm going to be interviewing Brendan and his brother um, at the new place that just opened up in East Walnut Hills, Rusk. Oh, I've been, I want to go there. It the rooftop. So, yes, it was so nice. Did you eat there? I did. Is it I good? Went, it was so nice. It was so good. The atmosphere was phenomenal. People have been singing their, their praises. Yes. I really want to get in there. Mm-hmm. Maybe this weekend I'll go. It was really, really nice. Rusk, and then right, yeah. right across the street, they've got this place called 20s, which is like very moody. It's like a bar, oh. but it's really, really moody and it's really nice. So my boyfriend and I, we went to Rusk, we ate. Had a drink there, like went to the patio, had a really nice time on the rooftop, and then put our food in the car and just walked across the street and like had another drink at rest. It was, we yeah. do date night once a week, so it was really yeah. nice. How do you manage the video stuff? Do you have someone that helps you with? So my best friend, Adam, yeah. um, the one who's pushed me, nice. I've been through several video guys and I finally just came to terms with like, I only want to work with him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, and it's not, I only want to work. I trust him. Though. Right. I trust him and he knows. You have a good working relationship. Yes. Yeah. He knows me. Um, he knows Ashley Cook mm-hmm. and he knows Ask Ashley. And so he knows what I'm looking for in my interviews. Yeah. So he does uh, the video portion of it and then I do all my editing oh do you I do good for you yeah 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 um and I love it how did so originally when you were doing 
these talk shows, which I love, just came about from Facebook Lives. How did people hear about you? Did you do any marketing? Or was it just like word of mouth? It was word of mouth. People were sharing the videos. They were sharing yes. left and right. And then people would be like, hey, I saw such and such on your show. I have this business. Can I come on? Yeah. And that was great. And then I got really fortunate. One of the um, administrative assistants at Fox 19 was a fan of the show. And so she told one of the producers there, and they reached out and said, hey, we heard about your show. We'd love to interview you. Ooh. And so I went on Fox, uh-huh. and they interviewed me about the show. They showed a couple different clips. And then I was just like, hmm, I wonder if they'd like to see my face regularly. And I pitched myself. And did I said, you? Yeah, I did. Oh like God. two weeks after the interview, love. I pitched myself and I said, how would you guys like to have me come on weekly as like a community liaison and talk about things happening in the community? Like what's going on in Cincinnati? Yes. Ask Ashley about what's going on in Cincinnati. And that's exactly what it is. Are and you on weekly? Yeah. Every Saturday morning at 9.58. So every I've been Saturday? doing it for two and a half years now. Oh, damn. So you go into... Mm-hmm. On set. On set. 9.50 a.m. every Saturday. And do you have your story prepared? Do you have the footage that you give them? Or do mm-hmm. they... they okay. I, I, so you I talk do about every- everything. Ken, Ken, that's usually who's there with me. Yeah. Um, he literally just... He's like, hey, what's going on? Yeah, Ashley? he's like, Ashley, what are we talking about today? Yeah. Sometimes he'll be able to see it beforehand. Yeah. But it, for the most part, he's like, what are we talking about today? And I'm like, I've got this going on and this, this, this. And he'll be like, all right, great. Let's talk about it. How do you find what's going on? Sometimes people come to me yeah. and they tell me. Yep. And they pitch to you. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And that's ma- majority of the time. That's good. That's but, nice. But um, when I don't have a story or an event or a business to talk about, um, I'll do something like I'll give like lifestyle tips. Yeah. You know, like for Mother's Day, I was just on. Oh, and I, I get to announce something on your show that I haven't even actually oh, said Oh, What the yet. Fit exclusive. Yes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I love getting What the Fit exclusives and breaking news here. Last week, um, my best, well, last weekend, this past weekend, my best friend got married. And so I was on Fox 19 um, on Friday just doing some, hey, what can you do for Mother's Day? Yeah. But the Thursday before, I actually got asked to come on to Gray TV, which they own 113 Fox 19 stations. Uh Uh-huh. And I was literally on, like, each, like, all 113. Like, around the country. Yes. Talking about Mother's Day tips. Wow. Yeah. It was, I, I did, Um, his name was Ryan. Um, he's the guy that interviewed me. And um, he was based in South Carolina. And so when it came on, that's, like, who I saw. But yeah. then I later found out, like, nope, you were on all 113 stations. And I was like, holy crap. Oh, and how does that make you feel? Like as someone that, well, you wanted to be Beyonce, right? So there's this I idea know. of Can I wanting be Beyonce to of like, media. Yeah. I think that might be a thing. I think you just planted a seed. Well, I think that when we're young and we, we don't necessarily always have like a ra- a frame of reference mm-hmm. for what's possible. I mean, even as adults, we don't. Yeah. And so we have this little spark of an idea Beyonce right what we know that Beyonce is someone special she's making an impact she's mm-hmm. being seen she's spreading her truth she's mm-hmm. spreading herself everywhere so those things probably resonated with you as yeah. a child there's one line and that like she... you as Beyonce looks different because you're you Ashley yes. you're not Beyonce yes yes there's one Beyonce line that I've heard that has resonated with me for years and it's so funny because I'm, I'm a big Beyonce fan and I can't even remember the song, but she says, she says, I ain't never seen a ceiling in my whole life. Yes. 
And now I'm like, yes. ooh, I could do oh, everything. That just gave me chills. <laughs> yes, like I can do Ceilings everything. do not exist no, for me. No, they do not. There's no cap on There's this. There's no cap on my potential, on what it is that I'm able to accomplish, on what I can do. And then I'm a big fan of Jim Carrey too. Yeah. And I read something somewhere where I believe it said that he heard no for like 17 years before he got his first yes. And he was like a janitor in a comedy club. Like, and they just hated him. Like it was just like terrible. Yeah. And then he got his first yes and everything just kind of took off. Yeah. And my grandfather is always like, baby, all you need is for one person to see you. Just one. And so that was major for me because I don't know who saw that, but I know that, the producer who asked me, like, she followed up with me actually today. It was like, I just wanted you to know, like, we absolutely loved your segment. We will be in touch. Wow. And I'm, like, really excited. That's amazing. I mean, you are just totally self-made. From I, the edge of the bed on from Facebook the edge Live. From the bed on Facebook Live. Yes. And yes. now you're on Fox 19. Yes. I remember- That's incredible. I remember when I joined GCABJ. So GCABJ stands for Greater Cincinnati Association of Black Journalism. Uh And I remember um, it was Sharice Gibson. She was here on Fox 19. She's now back down in New Orleans, her hometown. And I remember going to an event, a networking event. This is when I was just kind of getting started, wanted to start meeting some people. And she had asked the question, she says, what is it, what is it that you want to do? And I told her, I said, I want to do media. Like, I love I love interviewing people. I love showcasing, like I said, the excellence of other people. Yeah. And she said, have you joined GCABJ? And I was like, no, I don't even know what that is. And she said, you won't get far because you're not around the right people. Mm. And that, like, clicked for me. And so I was at the very next meeting. Yeah. I found out who they were. Yeah. I was at the very next meeting. And then I was on their board for, like, four years. Wow. Yeah, so, because you said you wanted to, because yeah. you are who you say you are. I am who I say I am, Chrissy. Great transition. Thank you. To talk about the ebook. Yes. So how did you get into affirmations? How did that come about? Because that's, that's, I'm really happy to have learned all of this about you and your career trajectory, and it's just amazing. But I see you as like the yes, the, the affirmation. affirmation lady. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so how did that come um, about? I started to recognize the power in my words. Yeah. And I would always say certain things and then they would happen later. And then it would like feel like deja vu for mm. me. And so I really started to pay attention to what I said. And how I spoke to myself Mm. and how I spoke of myself. Um, And it would be like the coolest. I mean, it would be the smallest thing. Like, I remember when Nissan Altimas like were just kind of like coming out. Uh And I was like, oh, I can't wait to have me a Nissan Altima. Like, that was my dream car at the time. Yes. Little baby mama car. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait to have a Nissan Altima. And then I think like three years after like saying that, I had an all white Nissan Altima. It was like leather interior, mm. cream. I mean, it was so nice. Yeah. And then I was like, damn, I remember saying that. Right. And it's so funny. So my current relationship that I'm in now, um, I I kept saying to myself, I wanted another child before I turned 35. But if I was not married, I was not having it. Mm -hmm. I just wanted another little one running around. Mm -hmm. Crazy me. And then I got with my boyfriend. And before we 
became an item, he, you know, people do their thing when they're single. And he had gotten someone pregnant. Mm -hmm. And so we kind of like really like dog walked our relationship, like really, really took our time and kind of let him get that situated and things like that. Yeah. But I literally like the his son was born two months before my 35th birthday. Wow. And it's like little things like that where I'm like, I will say something and really believe what I'm saying. And it will happen. Well, you started that at a young age. You manifested your father showing up to your graduation after not seeing. I did my whole life, <laughs> yeah. right? So there and is so power there. That I you have. recognize that there is power in my words. I recognize that I have to be really careful with the way that I say certain things. Because, like I said, I said I wanted another baby before I turned thirty-five. But if I'm not married, I'm not having it. Mm. And someone else had my little baby. Yeah. <laughs> You know, and I, I mean, the relationship is great. Like, yeah. and I have a great relationship with his son and he adores me. Yeah. Like, you know, and it's, and it's, it's wonderful. But from there, it was just kind of like, okay, Ashley, like you have to be really like mindful okay. of what you yeah. say. Um, and so I do my affirmations. I say that the universe is conspiring in my favor. Even when things get hard, it's okay because I know that at the end of the day, I'm going to get what I want. Yeah. You know, uh, there may be challenges that come my way, but that's okay because I'm fully equipped to handle all of the things. Yeah. So when when times are hard, it's not like I don't fall apart like everybody. I do. I cry. I get frustrated. I get angry. But then I have to remember, like, mm, no, I'm a superhero. Like, I really believe in what it is that I'm saying and as long as I believe in what it is that I'm saying and I'm moving in the in the direction of what it is that I'm saying it's gonna happen I'm not worried about it do you think that's faith faith based it is it is affirmations and faith are literally the same thing yeah it is a belief that you are you just know right you know what I mean and it's like the affirmation is like the prayer. Yeah. Yeah. Just, you know, it's what I'm, what I'm finding on this kind of awakened journey that mm-hmm. I'm, that I've been on the last year or so is that when things are going well or when all signs point to I'm in alignment, mm-hmm. I'm feeling good. I'm getting messages from the universe. I'm pulling my tarot cards there yes. daily. I'm meditating, right? All these things. And you know, on the good days, I'm, absolutely down to the marrow in my bones know it to be true that x y and z are happening this life is for me all that Mm -hmm. but then when the bad days come i i i waver in that Mm. you know what i'm saying you know i feel like it's hard for me to remember that really strong faith or like tap into that strong faith so it's my practice now just to continue how do you deal with it when, how do I deal with when you have the hard time and to, to remember? How do you deal with it? Because I got a trick. Okay, tell me the trick. Okay. I try to talk to myself. Like so I, I will... that sometimes works. Yeah. Right. So there's this girl that I follow. Um, I'm actually a big fan of hers. Her name is Danielle Thompson. She goes by DPT. She's okay. um, she uh, like makes like customized things for you like whether they're customized crocs or caps or shirts or things like that yeah but she does this thing on mondays at 7 30 called dpt talks and she she gives you like an assignment to do a gratitude so you write like things that you're grateful Uh for every day okay and you put them in a gratitude jar okay and so on the days where you're struggling like that okay you go and you pull 
and yes. remember what yeah. you're grateful for. Yeah. So that's how I kind of deal with the hard days. I definitely talk to myself. Yeah. But I will go and pull something from my gratitude jar and remember how I felt when I wrote that. Yes. And then that kind of brings me back. And then all of those feelings of, you got this. Right. Like, hmm, this is just temporary. Yeah. Um, this is just temporary. That's, yeah. that's what I will tell myself. Yeah. I'm like, these feelings will come and go. Mm-hmm. You've felt really low before and you've gotten out of it. You mm-hmm. can get out of it again. This is definitely not going to be forever. Mm-hmm. It feels to me like it's going to be forever. Yes, but it's not. But it's not. It's not. So it's reminders and I journal a lot. Yes. That's a practice that I've had. You know what's crazy? I used to hate journaling. Did you? I I've did. always my, journaled. My best friend is like, Ashley, did you write down how you felt today? And I'm like, girl, no. I don't want to talk about that. But doing it yeah. became so therapeutic. Yeah. It's really um, helpful. And then it actually helped me because it reminded me where I've come from. Exactly. It reminded me like, oh, girl, like you did not think you were going to get through that. And look at you exactly. today. So things like that, like I said, the gratitude yeah. um, jar or even like you said, journaling, like it's very, very helpful yeah. on the hard days on because the hard they're days. like those are inevitable. Yeah. I like know. you can't escape those. We live in a world that is literally like screwed up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And just from one day to the next, those feelings, right, are going to be different. We were talking about when you walked in. Maybe you're starting your period in a few days. So mm-hmm. shit's just fucked in your brain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's not the way that it is the majority of the time or yes. how you feel yes. deep within your soul, right? It can get clouded. So I try to practice too just the non attachment. To the feeling, mm-hmm. let the feeling come, and I'll say, okay, this feels shitty, this sucks, I'm not in a good mood, I'm not motivated, I don't have energy, okay, like be with it here, to just to try to practice right. letting it come so I can feel the thing, and then hopefully yes. in my faith that it will then leave, yes. and I won't be continually stuck in this downward yes. spiral forever, it, it, it's <laughs> which so, I'm not, which I never so have important. been. You know, so when I started doing some research on what affirmations mean for my book, Uh, And I even wrote this in the book. Like I learned like the brain has anywhere from, I think it said 12 to 60,000 thoughts in one day. Yeah. I believe that. (laughs) And the thing about it is the very next day, 75% of those thoughts carry over. And so if you are constantly thinking negatively, yeah. it's just going to keep happening over and over and over again right. until you become aware and you stop it. Yeah. And then when you stop it, you have to take control. Like I always like to say, take them captive. Mm. Like you have to take your negative thoughts captive yeah. and shut them the hell up. Right. Like put them in a dungeon. Yes. And one of the things that, I, that really helped me, um, I'm not a super religious person. Yeah. I'm a very spiritual person. Yeah, me too. But I know... I believe in I believe in God. I believe in the universe. And yeah. I believe, you know what I mean? Like Yeah. Me too. And so when I would have like certain thoughts about me not being capable of doing something, mm-hmm. I would remind myself of what I've read in the Bible and I would say things like, But I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Mm-hmm. So actually I can do this. Yeah. Or I would say, um, you know, um, this is never gonna work out for me. Mm-hmm. You know? But then it'll be like, 
But at the same time, like God intends for me to be happy. He intends to bless me. Like he intends to, you know, do for me over and over again and give me an abundance of blessings. Yeah. So actually, I think I'm going to be okay, even if this is not for me, because there's something great coming along the way. So that's fine. Right. You know, so I just kind of like for every negative thought, I try to find two or three to counteract those. Yeah. Okay. And those really, really help too. Yeah. You know, and I write down the negative thoughts. I even had like a burn session one time. Like oh, yeah. I just wrote all of the negative things that I've heard in past relationships or past friendships or just things that I've heard about myself just in my own mind, wrote them all out. And then I literally like burned them. Yeah. And they were like, that's it. They're that's gone. It. They're gone. Try to creep back in here, baby. You're going to have a problem. Yep. I'm going to hit you with a lot of love and light. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. I try, I just, I try to, to get out of my head then, mm. right? Like to get out of like the thinking brain. So mm. walking really helps me a lot. Yes, Podcasting, like what we're doing right now. Yeah. I told you I was having kind of a mm-hmm. downer day. Mm-hmm. It's going to be totally turned around after this. Yeah. Like the rest of my night's going to be, be great. Beautiful. Yes. It's going to be fantastic. I and know you have an will. amazing view. So yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's the other sometimes I'll just come look at the view and I'll Absolutely. say I am richly blessed. Yes. I am richly blessed. Yes. And I remind myself of all, yeah, the great things I, I'm capable of. I say a lot of the time that um I welcome love and light to find me mm. in all that I do. Yeah. You know, so even like you said, on those hard times, it's like I welcome love and light to find me in all that I do. Everything is gonna work out in my favor. Yes. Everything is gonna work out for my good. The intentions of the universe is to make me happy. Yeah. You know, so. Where do you, how, you post affirmations. Do you post them daily? I see that. I try to. Okay, but it's a little, um, But yeah. like, even this morning, I got on my story, and I was like, y'all, life been lifing. Yeah. And <laughs> sometimes. I asked you, I'm listen, like, is there something home with the stars that we don't know about? I'm telling you, Mercury. It, was the, it was the Mercury retrograde. Um, I'll, I'll take anything. Yes. <laughs> um, so on my days where I'm struggling, like, I don't want to fake it. Yeah. So I won't do it. Right. Yeah. I'm not going to fake it. Affirmations have to mean something. Mm -hmm. They have to be personal. They have to be intentional. They have to be what you're feeling. Yeah. And I'm not going to fake that. Yeah. So if I'm not feeling it that day and I did not affirm myself in the morning, you just won't get one. Yeah. And then I had to even tell people in my story, like, yes, I have a brand and I love my brand. I love what it is that I do. But social media is not real life. No. And sometimes I am living my real life yeah, and dealing with things that are happening in my real life. Yeah. And I do not have it in me to come and tell you what I ate today. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have it in me to tell you that. No. And that's okay. It is. That's okay. It is. And yeah. most of the people that follow me are in that alignment of what they're trying to do with themselves. Right. So and they so understand. they always give me grace. Of course. It's like, girl, take care of you. We'll be here. Yeah. You know? Everyone will be here. Absolutely. The internet and I, world it, will be there. It was my inner voice that was like, oh, they're not going to follow you. Yeah. Oh, your views are going to go down. Yes. Oh, your numbers are going to be affected. Oh, yeah. And I'm like. And it's just, true. They will be. They will They be. will go down. And I'll bring them back up. And you will bring them back up. <laughs> yes, I will. It'll come back around again. That's right. That's right. No, I've, I've found lately the best times that I'm having, I am completely off my phone. Yeah. And that is how I will know. Yesterday I had such a great day. I was able, I snapped like one picture and then Mm -hmm. actually my partner's sister had like taken some pictures I didn't know about. And I was like, oh girl, you just saved me for like a day of content. Thank you. Right. And 
I I was I consciously was just like I'm not gonna take touch my phone. It's staying yeah. in my purse on the table inside, and I'm having myself the whole day without it. Mm-hmm. And yes, did I see like really cute moments that yes. I could have captured and would have been like very aesthetically pleasing? But yes, but they'll stay right there. In they're my only mind. for me. Yeah, they're yeah. not for you. Yeah, um, I love I love that actually. Because it, you were intentional yeah. about the time that you were spending with the people around. Yes, you. right. It was Mother's Day. Yeah, yeah. So that that's awesome because you don't. You, we never know when we're gonna get those moments again, and if we're always yep. trying to pick up our phone, you know? know. And it's terrible. Like in this field that we're in, right? It's it's like it's hard not to do. Even my kids, like I think, like I said, my daughter went to prom, and I was like picking up my phone, and she's like, "Mom," and yeah. I'm like, "Oh, I'm so sorry." I know. Like. I'm supposed to be here. We're, I know. we're finding your prom dress. Yeah. You know? Um, so it it is it is very hard. And I think like I said, like any entrepreneur or any person, yeah, understand the importance of being intentional about the time that you're spending with people. Yeah. Because social media is not going anywhere. No. Trust me. Fortunately and unfortunately. You know, like <laughs> what you feel like you've missed, there's gonna be 25 other blogs that are gonna be talking about it. It'll yeah. still show up in your timeline. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um and I love being intentional, and so I I'm think, glad that you did that. Yeah, and I think that the audience, your audience will resonate more when you are posting those those moments where you're refreshed then and you're able to see things with different... At least you know? for me, when I think about the content I'm posting, right, I'm hoping to connect with my followers. Many of them are listeners of the podcast, mm-hmm. right? I want to show what I'm working on in my life, what I'm mm-hmm. finding beautiful. That, that's a lot for me. What is what? it? It's like, this is what I find beautiful. I want to share that with you. People who follow you, and I've learned this about myself, people who follow you, they will know the difference between yeah. you being genuine and yeah. you faking the funk. Yeah. You, you can absolutely tell when you look at people's posts. You'd be like, girl. Because they're annoying. Uh-uh. Yes. It's annoying. Yes. And you, you can't. To, and to try to describe it to someone else who doesn't know the situation, you definitely come off with like a hater and you're like, I'm not, I'm not like hating. talking I just shit. know this. Yes. I know what if I know. I feel it through the screen. Exactly. Exactly. And everyone who's listening knows they have those people out there where you're like, oh, I just want to mute this person yes. or like click through the stories. I don't want to, I don't want to fucking and see it. And it's so funny because I have become the master of mute, mute this, yeah. mute this person. I don't even want to see it anymore. Oh yeah. You know, That's I don't want to unfriend them because I don't want them to think I, I hate know. them I know. or that That's, there's drama. Right. There's not drama. Right. I but just, also we need to normalize just unfollowing people if we d- it's yeah. not because I don't like you, yeah. but I truly... I, I'm not interested in what you're talking about. I'm, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. mean I don't and like you. Okay. It doesn't mean I don't value you as a person. And when I see you, I'm still going to give you a hug. A hundred percent. I'm happy to see you out. I'm happy to say hello. Mm-hmm. I don't need to see an inside lens of your life. Yes. There's a lot going on yes. for everyone. Yes. So I need to, again, just, be intentional about who's inside. I just went through inside. and like, Unfollowed. Unfollowed. Yeah. So many blogs. Yeah. The blogs drive me insane. Yeah. Especially when they're like taking from each other. Oh, like yeah. Breaking news. TMZ right. just said, TMZ don't know shit. Yeah. <laughs> Did you get confirmation from the family? You know, like they're, they're this no. whole thing going on with Jamie Foxx right now. Oh, I don't know what's going on with Jamie Foxx. So they, they've been saying like, oh, prayers. Jamie Foxx is like, he's not doing good. He's maybe, he may be on his last leg. They, like, they just called the family and told the family he won't make it. 
Two days later, his daughter posts, like, the media is effing insane, and my dad has been out of the hospital for weeks. He was just playing, I think she said he was playing, like, pickleball or something. I'm sure. She's like, he was just playing pickleball yesterday. Like, like, sprained an ankle. You know what I mean? Like, it was just, like, stuff like that. And it's like, and that is why I don't want to follow. Yeah. I don't want to be, I don't even want my thoughts to be consumed with lies. Yeah. Like, that's how intentional I'm trying to be with my mind. Yes. The things I listen to, the thing like I used to be a huge fan, and I'm not even gonna lie, I'm still low key a fan of horror films and horror oh, movies. I can't do that. I used to love them, but now because I'm trying to be so intentional about what I allow into me, mm-hmm. I don't watch them as much. Yeah, and it sucks because I actually really, really like them. What do you like about them? Um, the cinematography. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't like it. Do you? I didn't do you really think like being like, scared. Like the 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 adrenaline. Yeah. Jolt. Like I didn't really like being scared, but it was just like, oh, I wonder how they put that together. Like, oh, they really made that look like a ghost. Like you know what I mean? Like things like that. Like the cinematography behind it, I think, is what was interesting to me. Yeah. Um. The same reason why I like like action films and things like that. Right. You know what I mean? But I and it's crazy because I'm a big romance. Like, I'm a big, big, like, fan of romance and uh-huh. love and yeah, all yeah. of those great things. But I hated watching love films. Like, I, I might I have checked out, like, The Notebook 500 times, maybe. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> but for the most part, I didn't really want to watch love stories. I, I, I was a big fan of, like, the old school love stories, like Julia Roberts, My Best Friend's Wedding. Oh, yeah. You know, I would the watch classics. that. Sleepless in Seattle. You know what I mean? Yeah. Stuff like that over yeah. and over again. Yeah. But now... No, now... They're like written by AI and it's so, so cringe. You corny. cannot. It's so I corny. Can, I can predict what's going to happen of course at the beginning, you can. the middle, and the end. And every character is the same, basically. Every the story love story line. is the same. It's just all like regurgitated. Yeah, it's, it's not ridiculous. good. It's not good. Are you into TV? Do you watch like TV oh shows? Oh my gosh. I want to see how close we're about to be. Okay, let me, let's hear it. What I'm you? a big fan of Grey's Anatomy. Okay, I love Grey's Anatomy. Yes. I used to watch Grey's Anatomy in college. That was my shit. Oh, I watched it all the time. I haven't. Is it still on? It is still on. It's on like twenty five years. Left. Who? Meredith Grey. You're kidding me. <laughs> it's still on. <laughs> but I'm telling you, like they have been able to re re. It's like that's incredible. A masterpiece. Then. It's like they revamp and recreate the show within the show. Every yeah. time, like every season. Yeah. I mean, I used to love it. I so to. I love Grey's Anatomy. I'm a big, big fan of Grey's Anatomy. Um, but you know what? I was a big fan of like Shonda Rhimes. Yeah. So Grey's Anatomy, How to Get Away with Murder, Scandal. Did you like, watch Bridgerton? She's, she did uh, Bridgerton. I am a huge Bridgerton fan. I've already watched Queen Charlotte. Oh, yeah. Already checked it out. I couldn't get into Bridgerton. I loved it. I'm and I was really surprised. With TV shows, though, I was I, really surprised. Yeah. What did? You, what, okay. So, what are you into? I I like like sci-fi stuff, fantasy stuff. Really, I like stuff like that too. Doctor Who. Have you ever seen Doctor? I've Who? never seen Doctor Who. I but see, I told Do- you I love Charmed. So I was in Buffy like, the Vampire Slayer. Definitely Buffy the Vampire Lost. Slayer. Did you I watch did Lost? not get to watch Lost. I was a huge. But you know what? Lost I was, I'm also kind of like. A Marvel and DC. Okay. Kind of like, so I will do like The Flash. Okay. Supergirl. Yeah. Like Clark Clark and Lois. Did like. you watch? There was a show. I cannot remember now. It was a superhero show. It was on maybe like f- six or seven years ago, but like Netflix. 
and it was Jessica something. It was uh, she Je- had dark hair. Dark hair. Um, okay, so I know Maybe who you're talking like about. Maybe there two seasons. Yeah, I know you're talking about, and I, didn't, I couldn't get into it. That was one of the scariest shows I'd ever watched in my life really? because there was the main villain who they were trying to, you know, fight mm-hmm. the entire season. Mm-hmm. His superpower because, oh, it was like superheroes were like around, but they had had to go like back underground or something mm. because I'm, it's hard for me to remember this situation, but I will never forget this. This is burned into my brain. Mm-hmm. This guy, the villain, his superpower was he told people what to do and they absolutely had to do it. So if he said, Ashley, go jump out the window, you would you had, go, and you would go out the window. window. He'd be like, Ashley, jump on this couch and don't stop until I tell you to. And then he would leave. You would just like jump until you died. He'd be like, stick your hand so in this blender. Who was that? I feel oh like, my God. I feel it was like the most terrifying um, thing. Imagine that. There was a superhero that was kind of like that. And I want to say it was someone from X-Men. And I remember like Jessica James or like Jessica or maybe I can't remember, but I do remember watching an X-Men movie and she grabbed someone and she said, I want you, I, I want to say it was an X-Men movie, but she literally grabbed this guy and said, I want you to walk until your feet bleed. Like, and he just like, he would he, tell someone like, you're going to kill this person with death by a thousand cuts that he, that they loved, like their lover. She told this one kid, you're going to go in the elevator what? and shoot your parents in the head. Like it was <gasps> fucked Oh my I god! Now you're gonna make me have to go and you're find gonna, you it. You are. It's really I feel like scary. I remember if her. One. She had like a like really black hair. But the villain was a guy, and she had black hair. Yes, but she was the one that was saving them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hmm. I think and she I, come. Did her? Did hers come out like around the same time as what was that? Luke Cage. Like uh, he was like a dark skinned ball headed tall yes, guy. Yes, they're in. They're in because they all were in the Defenders. Okay, well he's in the that show. Yes, yes. Okay, I know exactly who you're talking about. So I'm thinking about the right person okay. because they were actually on a show together. I think they did like a little special called the Defenders, and it was like Luke Cage, Jessica, and the blind lawyer. Okay, who was Daredevil? Okay, I don't yes. know Daredevil, but. People, someone's listening and they know the name and they're just screaming yes. into their phone. They're like, you idiot. It's Noah. But, but yeah, so I definitely okay, like shows into like TV. that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have yeah. no idea how we got into my boyfriend this tangent. Would be like, my boyfriend would come home and be like, are you seriously watching Supergirl? And I'm like, I am. Kara is going through a lot right now. <laughs> Sometimes that's like the best way to decompress, to unwind. To unwind. I had this conversation with a friend recently about these release valves that humans need and they can take a lot of different forms. So this year as part of my healing, awakening, whatever it is that we're calling it, I stopped drinking alcohol and I stopped drinking caffeine and I don't really smoke weed that much anymore. Like Mm -hmm. I am kind of raw dogging life. Look at you. Not, it's not, I don't recommend it. (laughs) I don't recommend it. I don't even actually, I mean, everyone's different. That Everyone's different. For me, right. I don't know if it's the best way for me to operate because I have a tendency to go into extremes. Mm-hmm. And if unchecked, I can get a little robotic. Like I'm like, this is my protocol. This is what I do. This is, mm-hmm. I'm sticking to it. I have a, you know, program and I'm just going to run it. Right. And I think when I do things like 
drink obviously to like a reasonable extent or like just I I just kind of like open myself up to the possibility of things unfolding in a more Mm -hmm. natural go with the flow kind of way yeah so I don't know I'm still playing around I mean I'm not I'm not drinking I'm not smoking I'm not drinking caffeine but I'm curious let me know how that goes yeah it's been it's great for some things it's really great for being able to feel my feelings and mm. not have the release valve of like, oh my God, this was a shitty day. I'm going to go out and I'm going to drink and I'm going to party with my friends and I don't have to think, worry about it. Yeah. I don't have to feel it in my body. Yeah. Yeah. And there it goes. Yeah. And, and eventually we have to face that. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I did that yeah. for a very long time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, these five or so months of really fully feeling everything, I can't even say people are like, oh my God, do you feel amazing? Yes, I do. And, there's I a lot of kind of things, things that are <laughs> not feeling amazing, <laughs> which is, which makes sense because everyone I tell gets the same reaction. You like, oh my god, because it's hard to life. It is right? hard. Life, life be yeah. life. In. That's what I'm saying. Like, and you need a release valve. Yes. So TV yes. is a really good release. TV valve. is a really good release valve for me. I'll say because. Yeah. If I am having a bad day, like, I will grab grab me a glass of wine, something really good to eat, and I will turn my light off. Yeah. I'll turn on, like, my LED light, like a mood kind of setting light. Oh, yeah. And I'll also play, like, which is so funny because I shared with you my story. I've literally transformed myself, and I'll play Thunderstorms to calm me. That is hysterical. I know, right? (laughs) Isn't that crazy? We go to sleep. My boyfriend is like, oh my God, can we just go to sleep to the ocean or something? Like, why is it always a thunderstorm? like the Rainforest Cafe thunderstorm coming through. And it will be a subtle thunderstorm and I will just turn on my Netflix and then life is great. I'm just going to watch this until I doze off. Would you say that's a form of self-care? Yes. Yeah. What other forms of self-care do you love? Ooh, I love yoga. Yoga. I absolutely love Do you love have a, a spot yoga. that you love? Um, or do you do it at home? I do it at home. Yeah. Right on my balcony outside. Yeah. Oh, so yes. I am a uh, Capricorn and we are, you know, that good old earth sign. Uh-huh. So I need to like feel the elements around me for yeah. it to be really effective for me. Yeah. Because people used to be like, well, it's good and cold outside. You can just do it inside. Mm, not going to feel the same. I'm not doing it inside. Yeah. So I have to be outside when I'm doing wow. it. Wow. Okay. That's so cool. So definitely yoga is major for me. Of course, my affirmations, like they are definitely a part of my self-care routine. 100%. I want to get better at that I want to put that into practice more and then I think what else I've started to do like which is really funny for me because I was never this kind of person like I just sit alone yeah like I just sit in my shit yeah alone I'm and working on that too it's like I think the other morning I got up at like seven in the morning and I just went for a drive and I ended up at a park and I was just sitting there by myself like watching the sun come up and my do you have music? Do you have anything on? Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes I don't. Sometimes, yeah. like crazy thing about it is, growing up, I hated this sound, but now as an adult, I absolutely love hearing the birds chirp. Oh yeah. So sometimes I will it's just scientifically proven that hearing the birds chirp makes you happier, right? Yes, I, thought, I, I just feel, saw this I felt somewhere like that. Yeah. So my boyfriend he texted me at like eleven o'clock and he was like, "Do you want to tell me if you're safe or not? Like, what the hell? You woke up and just left." Yeah, that could be alarming you know, to someone else. I was having a moment. <laughs> yeah. But you know, I came back and I'm like, you know, I apologize. I won't do that again. Yeah. But um, yeah, just kind of being in my solitude and sitting with myself. Which is really funny because I learned that from my little sister. Mm. My little sister is the queen of kicking it alone. 
She will go to an art, an art show alone. Yeah. She will go to the museum. She will take herself out to eat. She yeah. will go to a movie. She will go to a club. She yeah. will literally <laughs> go and have a wonderful time by, by herself. herself. Yeah. I and love it, that. Like, and it literally phases her. At, I mean, there's nothing that bothers her about it. Yeah. And I used to be like, Kalia, are you freaking insane? Like, why are you doing that? And she was like, because I'm good company. So I actually the have end. a friend. The end, <laughs> yeah. right? Period. Yeah. Dot com. Yeah. So I have a friend and I I um asked her to make me a shirt because it was like it the way it happened, me and Kalia having this conversation, when she told me she said, I'm good company. And then my best friend who just got married, she would always say, I'm my favorite company. Yeah. And so I have a friend and I asked her to make me a shirt and a sweatshirt and it says I'm my favorite company and it's oversized and it's cozy. Yeah. And I will literally put that soaker on. Oh and yeah. I'll just be my own yeah. my own company. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I'm so into that right yes. now. Yes. And I love it. I know. And I was where I've I've been feeling this way. And I'm reading more about once you kind of have this journey back to yourself mm-hmm. or really getting in touch with yourself from a period of time when you might not have been mm-hmm. like I was, that it's really normal to just crave your own time and just being, you know, more in solitude, not, ne- not necessarily isolating, but just right. that you want to stay home. And that's yeah. how I felt this like nesting vibe. Like, Isn't I just, it amazing how you become your own home? Yeah, truly. It's really that, that's what it is mm-hmm. that's happening. And I've been thinking, oh, well, with the weather getting nicer and summer energy that I'm going to want to really jump out and get out there. And I'm still kind of feeling like I just want to be be with myself. Be with your plants. My plants. (laughs) (laughs) I do love that. Is that who I'm becoming now? I don't know. Maybe. I love that. I have, and I'm grateful for my boyfriend because he will push me outside of myself. Yeah. Which is really actually hard to do because I'm kind of headstrong. And oh, it's yeah. Me like, too. what? You are not my daddy. I know. Even my daddy, I'm telling you, not my daddy. But he yeah. is. But yeah. anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he will really like push me outside of myself to do things differently. Mm-hmm. Um, and being able to be comfortable enough with someone and trust their guidance. Yeah with stuff like that yeah. has been difficult for me. Yeah. Um, and we're still like working on it now. Yeah. But in my moments, like sometimes I will be in those moments to myself and he will just like, he'll walk in and look at me and he'll say like, you too much in your head. Like, yeah. come on, let's go outside. <laughs> yeah. Like he'll be like, get out of your head right now. Yeah. Like, there's a limit. Outside. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, there's a good balance for me, like to be within myself, to myself, with myself. Yeah. But then I have someone who can see when it's like too much. Yeah. And he'll pull me out of that and be like, all right, let's go have a drink. Yeah, that's good. That's good. At Rusk or something. Yes. You know, nice. (laughs) Okay, Ashley, we've come to the big question of the podcast. I like to ask every guest this question because it means something different to everyone. Okay. It's kind of the core of the podcast. Okay. What does being fit mean to you? Mm. Well, it definitely don't mean what it means to a lot of other people. I can tell you that. <laughs> um, being fit to me looks like being able to do all of the things that I do. Yeah. Like if I can get through a day of 
having to record and a day of having to take care of my children and having to cook and having to take care of my man and yep. having to make sure that I'm still paying attention to me yep. and also having to make sure that I'm ready for what's going on later on in the week because I may have an event to do and I may need to research on this person or I'm about to interview someone. So yeah. I need to do like being able to do all of those things yeah. without losing myself yeah. is being fit to me. Totally. That I mean, that truly, I resonate with that so much. When, yeah. when I feel, if there are times when I'm feeling like I'm not fit or I don't mm-hmm. have together, it's those times where I'm like, I can't do the things that I would think I normally can do or like get through my regular life or all yeah. the things I've set up. Like that's when I start to feel unfit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I used to like look at the like, version of being fit like you know like Ashley you're not going on a walk every day or Ashley you haven't been to the gym or, yeah you know what I mean but like I worry and not to say that I don't pay attention to my physical fitness because I do and I'm actually I actually just um signed up for a trainer so Ooh, I'm definitely into that yeah um but I found that I was not as successful with it because my I wasn't mentally fit yeah and now that I am mentally fit, yeah. now I feel like I have the capacity to pay attention to the other things that I want to be a little more fit totally. to. Totally. So, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Where can people follow you and see your amazing affirmations, see your show, Yay. Fox 19, all that stuff? So they can always catch me at Fox 19 on Saturdays at yep. 9.50. But my website is www.ask-ashley. That's Ashley with two E's, no Y, dot com. And um, I'm everywhere on social media. Ask Ashley, spelled the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, YouTube is definitely the same. Yeah. So is that where the sh- they can watch the show? The on show YouTube? will be on YouTube. Yeah, yes. and that's coming soon behind the scenes. Yes, I'm so yeah. excited. I'm actually thinking that I'm just gonna go ahead and drop an, my first episode like within the next couple weeks. You're I've just, got like twelve. Oh, you, do you do like seasons? Mm-hmm. You'll do like okay, cool. Mm-hmm. That's I used to because cool. the live was great. I loved the live, and I think the live really like helped me become a better interviewer. Yeah, because I had to always think quickly. Yeah. Um, but I want to be able to watch me yeah, and critique me. And I want to be able to engage in the comments as people are watching with them. Yeah. That's cool. So that's great. Well, thank you so much for coming on. This has been so, so much fun. I'm so happy I got to know you a little bit more. I know. I'm really excited. I was all excited. I was in my stories like, y'all, I'm going to be on with the pit boss. Yes. No, I know. I saw <laughs> it. So great. Um, yeah, I really appreciate it. It's so great. I'm so oh, excited to see everything that you're going to do. It's going to be big. It's going to be Beyonce big. big. Come on, Beyonce big. Yeah, it is. I love that. I'm, I, that's about to be a hashtag. Yeah. It's about to be Beyonce big. Yes. Yes. I love that. Truly. Listeners, thank you so much for listening. As always, if you love the podcast, send it to a friend. That's how these things grow, um, gain traction, send it to someone, post it to your stories. Appreciate you so much. See you next time. Love you. Bye.